Tell me two truths and a lie about yourself. I was on the speech team in high school and came that close to going to state. I spent 10 days in a canoe in Canada, portaging and canoeing, and it rained the whole time. And I have run 26.2 miles or longer, 40 plus times. Welcome to a whole lot of shift podcast, the podcast for multi-passionate women with an entrepreneurial spirit, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you shift away from all the shoulds and supposed tos to what's truly possible for you in your business and your life, all on your own terms. You ready, girl? Let's make shift happen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. I am so excited to have our guest on today. Today we have with us Sean Tegmeyer, and Sean is now a coach, a marathon runner, an author. She's kind of all things health, fitness. I am so honored and privileged to have her as my guest today. Sean and I are in a couple of groups together, one being a fantastic, innovative mastermind. And so I am so excited to have her on the show today. She has lots of information to share, and I cannot wait to hear her amazing transformational shift. Welcome to the show, Sean. Oh my gosh, Jen, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes. Awesome. So... Sean, I absolutely love the description that you give for yourself. Sean has described herself previously as a former chain smoking couch potato who turned a marathon runner, a certified personal trainer and a published author, which I'm super excited to hear more about. So, Sean, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Chain smoking couch potato. Yes, 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 exactly. So I spent half of my life when I was 36, I, I was heavy duty smoker. And when I do things, I like to go full force into them. So I was a really good smoker. And, <laughs> you know, people are like, really? People that know me now, they're like, it's like, you're, you're such an overachiever. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you're going to do it, let's just do it. Right. Let's do it um, right. Do it right. So at 36, I suddenly could smell myself. That sounds mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, really? So when I was 36, I decided I really need to knock this habit off. So I, I was able to quit smoking. It was literally the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, mm. literally took a while, but I, I was able to kick the habit and people always ask, well, how did you do that? I actually went through a hypnosis class with looking back now, either way, I think, you know, I, maybe I used that as a crutch to get me off the smokes, but it worked. And then from there, being that I was a healthy, very healthy, happy, very attractive non-smoker, which is what they told me in the hypnosis classes to do. I was like, oh yeah, okay. All right. So I was constantly saying that and being that I was a healthy, happy, Healthy, happy, very attractive smoker. I just felt I could eat everything. So I did. So mm -hmm. I ended up gaining quite a bit of weight. And by the time I was, you know, 38, 
you know, after like two, two, three years, I realized that the camera, the scale, the clothes were really not lying to me anymore. <laughs> I was making right. up excuses and I thought, oh, damn. So I went to Weight Watchers and I was able to lose the weight. And so I, I don't know, I had kind of started walking and a friend of mine had started this crazy thing called running. And I thought, oh, yeah, why did I do that? But whatever. And we had, it was my friend Walt. And we, our boys were on the same soccer teams. And if anybody's ever been involved with a traveling sport with their kids, mm. you know that you spend every single weekend with the same family. Yep. Well, Walt had been a new runner at the time. And when you're a new runner, you just want to talk. And his wife, frankly, was tired of hearing him talk about him. And pretty much so was everybody else. So Walt would talk to me, and I was too polite to say, I'm really not interested. So I would just listen and go, uh-huh, great, uh-huh, that's great. Well, somehow it planted a little seed in my brain. And one time mm -hmm. when I was out for one of my walks, I thought, I wonder if I could run. So I tried, and... I was two blocks from my house and I thought, who could, who could not run two blocks, right? Well, after about a half a block, I about collapsed in somebody's front. Yeah. Gasping for breath, deciding that was probably the silliest thing I'd ever done, but picked myself up, got home. And for some reason, I just kept doing it. So. I, I ended up going to our community college here, you know, after a bit and just wanted to learn more about running, about nutrition, exercise, muscles, all of that good stuff. And I didn't realize I had kind of signed up for like one of those programs that it's one class after another. And I was, right. in, uh, I was in like this certification class to you know, ready yourself to become a personal trainer. And I thought, no, I'm not here for that. I just need to know a little bit more so I could run a little bit better. Because right. I, I thought, well, who's going to hire a trainer that has no background in any of this? And it's like 40-some years old. <laughs> anyway, took all the classes, ended up getting my national certification, you know, took the test to get my national certification. And that was... <laughs> like 16 years ago. And after I was, you know, I thought, well, oh, maybe I could do a little bit of this personal training thing. So I did. And after a year, I actually had enough clients to quit my full-time cube job, as I called it. And I became a full-time certified personal trainer and a running coach. Mm. Oh and my gosh. We are this today. Is there's this so many so many amazing things okay so the in my very first thought as you were sharing your your story was the power of words like the power of the words that you were given for your hypnosis that might have helped you stop smoking right we didn't understand in the subconscious then created a new eating habit well, yeah. And I was really good at well, that too. Well, I mean, you're an overachiever. You're a professional. 
I mean, you do, you know, when you do it, yeah. you do it well. Right. There's no, there's yeah. no shame in that. Yeah. Listen, I'm a professional at a lot of things as well. Uh, <laughs> right. It's okay. Right. I, I am like a professional shiny object identifier. I am, I mean, I'm a professional at many things. It's okay. It's okay. Right. right? Wow. With the power of words. Okay. I want to get into that a little bit because I think though the power of words kind of took you down a couple different paths. A couple times that I heard you refer to things in with your thoughts and the words that you were hearing and saying to yourself, this is so amazing. And then how you then use that to to quit your job and create a whole new life for yourself. Okay, so before we get started, because this I've got so many questions, I'm so eager to hear more about this. Before the show, I I asked all my guests if they would like to take part in Two Truths and a Lie, because one of the amazing things that I love to do is learn more about my guests through the show and then try and guess their two truths and a lie. And as an audience member, you get to kind of play along. And and if you're watching this on YouTube, you can definitely put in the comments what you what your guesses were for the two truths and a lie by the end. And then at the end, we we reveal the answers, Sean. Okay, so I'm super excited. So what are tell me two truths and a lie about yourself? Oh, I was on the speech team in high school. And came that close to going to state. I spent 10 days in a canoe in Canada, portaging and canoeing, and it rained the whole time. And I have run 26.2 miles or longer 40 plus times. First of all, 26 miles. I mean, I think I can run 26 seconds. (laughs) So, okay. We're gonna we're gonna start with that. Okay, twenty six miles, or you went in a canoe in Canada. Oh my, for ten days. Okay, okay. So I want to I want to touch a little bit on the thoughts that you had about, like, I'm not a runner. I don't want to run. I'm I'm so intrigued by this story of. So it's funny. So during the the COVID shutdown, I kind of went through something similar where I thought. I'm going to become a runner. And I was like listening to like these running motivational, I, I guess you could call them podcasts, what have you. And I would listen to that and I'd go out on these walks and pretty soon I did something similar. Where I was like, well, who can't run two blocks? I mean, I ran past two houses and like was like, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't think I'm a runner. Yep. I don't know if this running gig is for me. <laughs> So, okay, so so you're traveling with the kiddos for soccer and and somebody there is a runner. So did you end up running with them on any of those soccer trips? No, no, actually, no, I did not. I it just kind of planted the seed at that point And I started running, you know, from home in the dark because I didn't want anybody to see me. So it was early morning. It was like I was a closet runner. Because I thought, closet runner. nobody's going to, you know, I didn't feel like a real runner, I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, real runners look, but now I know that that's just a story. <laughs> they, yeah. They don't, you know, in your mind, you're like, they all look like the Olympian, you know, or the yeah. people winning the marathon. And so I, I just kind of stayed under the cover of darkness for quite some time. 
Now, fast forward as soccer trips and then soccer trips evolved into baseball tournaments. And when I was training, I would get up early in the morning and lace up my shoes and zip on out of the hotel wherever we were. And I'd just be running along and then I'd get back after I completed my miles. And like some of the dads would be in the little breakfast area drinking coffee and they're like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I just got my mileage. <laughs> and they're like, okay. okay. So wow. that's funny. Yeah. So yeah, just had to squeeze it in when I could. So I pretty much ran by myself during, you know, all those times, you know, when we were traveling. So, I mean, again, the power of our words and the stories that we tell ourselves, like, I can't be a runner because I don't look like a runner. Right. I mean, that. wow. So, so eventually when you went to the community college to understand more about running and you figure out you're on a certification path. Yeah. I, I love this. This is, this, this sounds like something I would do. This is why I'm la- I'm laughing with you. Right. Yeah. So I signed up for this thing and come to find out, I guess I'm getting a whole degree. Like, <laughs> pretty much. So did you, when you finally got past that point, you got your certification and you become this personal trainer. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you kind of venture into your own? How did you, did you work with a gym? How did you get clients? What's that look like? Yeah, I, I was working. I, first of all, my friend, one of my dearest friends, Pam, owned the local specialty running store, running, walking shoe store. And, and mm. right after I got certified, she said, well, I have a great idea. Let's have little presses at night here in the store. And I went, really? She's like, yeah. So we, we would push everything to the side and I had little mats and little weights and I made playlists, you know, and we advertised it and we're like, Oh, you know, for a workout. Well, it literally got so popular. We had, we were just going to do one night and I think I ended up doing three nights because there was like this waiting list and uh, I, then had applied at one of our gyms here um, that mm. was hospital affiliated. And I, I ended up getting hired there. And my first year, I think I pretty much spent pretty much folding towels, <laughs> you know, which is what you yeah. do. And I started getting clients, you know, little by little. And um, It just kind of grew from there. And I was also at that point, I was running running programs because part of my, when I was in that, you know, school thing, part of the thing to finish that up was to have an internship. And so I came up with an internship with another gal that I was in school with, and we developed a half marathon training, which we were able to run through the store with my friend Pam being our person. And right. we, we spent 16 weeks with, I think there was eight ladies in the program. And we trained and coached and we emailed and mentored, you know, the whole summer for them to run their first half marathon. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, one of the things that I like to talk about is 
the path or the story to maybe how you create your own business or, or, you know, what, whatever that might look like for you. It's not a completely linear path, right? It's not like you decide I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And so tomorrow I quit my job and, and this just works out perfectly. Like you probably didn't think, Oh, I'm going to, you know, do something with my friend Pam in her shoe store. And that's going to lead me into being a coach. Right. Right. Like these, you wouldn't necessarily connect, but this is how the, the power of connection and the power of, of innovation and new ideas just all comes together. Yeah. How? Okay. So I think this is really important because it sounds like through, through that process of you coming with the idea to coach people for doing their first half marathon. Is that what got you more into the coaching side and, and recognizing that, hey, this is more than just running or sitting in a gym and training? Talk, talk to me about how do you, how do you, how did you start to integrate the more of the coaching? I think so. I think now I remember when I was in school, one of the instructors whom absolutely could light a candle under his picture. I mean, <laughs> you know, just. Really a, a fantastic person, Dr. Frank Ardito. And I remember him talking about, you know, you don't want to be a rep counter, you know, mm-hmm. which I, and when I was working, cause I worked at the same gym for 13 years. Okay. Wow. And I did see a lot of trainers rep counting. And in my head, I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. Where, okay, go sit on this machine. Okay, do 15, do 15. And, you know, I thought, no, that's definitely not what I want to do. So I was a little hesitant originally to jump into that area. Um, yeah. But it was like the job I could get at the time. And I just kind of made it my own. And I, you know, you make a program for people based on their ability. You just, you develop a really, a real relationship with your client and you're, you're just talking to them and offering suggestions, advice. And you almost like, like people would say, Oh, you're like a bartender in the gym. Not me, <laughs> but, but a lot of trainers, that's what we are. We're like, you know, we're like in a different, gotta be careful with that word. Cause yeah, you'll, you'll become a professional at that one too. Yeah. And we don't want to do that. <laughs> we don't want to do that. So I was like, oh, gosh, this is, I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. I, like after the whole COVID thing and everything, everything got a little crazy with the gyms, as everybody knows. They're just not what they used to be. And I um, decided it was time for me to start my own business. So I did. So I, you know, I mean, I've got my LLC and everything and I, I have a lot of clients and a lot of them I've had for like over a decade, you know, they've, yeah. uh, they just stayed with me and come with me and I, I'm talking to them and I, that's when I thought, you know, I think I need to do like more a certified coaching. So that's when in October I signed up for to become the life slash health coach. So I'm studying right. to do that now. So I'm a certified coach rather than just a personal trainer. And I don't want to say just a personal trainer because there's so much right. involved with that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, 
But I there's I so it much was a good a good mix because I have different certifications as well. But I thought I think I really would enjoy that. And so far, you know, I doing my schooling and yeah, it's very enjoyable. And it's yeah, just, it, it's just a like an it just goes hand in hand. So it does. It really does. I have to say the the trainers that I've had that have really made a difference were were those who I would consider more of a coach than I would just a trainer. You know, you're right. I've, I've had those experiences of sitting in a big box gym and having a rep counter. Yeah. And that didn't get me far. I wasn't successful. It didn't stay with it. Yeah. And then I've had those trainers who I actually built a relationship with. Mm -hmm. They honestly, when I really think about it, probably did more mindset coaching and health coaching then they did personal training. Yeah. And, and it's so, you know, I love, I talk a lot about incorporating health, no matter, no matter what you're doing, no matter what kind of business you're going into, body, mind, spirit, though it's all interconnected. And, you know, keeping the body healthy is going to keep help, help keep the, the mind healthy and keep you in that mindset you know, to keep going in your, in your business, that, that ability to push yourself further in the gym, the way that that carries over into other areas of your life is really incredible. And I, it took me 38 years to understand that or figure that out. And that's, that's why that's so much a big piece of my message. And that was part of why I wanted to have you on as a guest today, because you obviously have experienced that yourself. Going from being a professional smoker (laughs) to now a marathon runner. Oh my gosh, this is, this is so good. And, and I love that you are incorporating some more of the nutritional aspects and, and learning more. You're actually going through a similar certification that I went through where, and, and I experienced the same thing. And it gives those extra tools to to kind of have in your, in your tool belt when you're, when you're working. How, so, so tell me about, you know, obviously then through this process, you kind of get into marathons. So you eventually you do work yourself up from just running two blocks. Do you, do you still coach people in, in half marathons or? I did a half marathon group. I think it was year before last. I didn't do one last summer. I, I was just kind of, I had, I had been doing so much running that I thought, I just need to take a break from the half marathons. I'll, I still do the 5k programs. I just wrapped Mm. one up. They, I, we ran, we have a race here called the Santa run. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So we had, we had a group. They ran the Santa run and then I'm actually getting ready to do another 5k coaching group, which I'm going to actually do. It's going to be my first venture. I'm doing the in-person and then I'm also going to include virtual with that. Um, mm-hmm. Because I have some people I know in Nebraska that she wants. She's like, nice. come on, come on, you got to do this. You got to help me. And I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on that right now to figure out how to do virtual coaching. And, com- and combining it with in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, I I love that opportunity. I saw so many people kind of make that shift, especially after COVID, Mm -hmm. when we started to figure out, hey, so many things can be done online. How do we start using these tools? Right. So I, that's so, so I'll, I'll be sure and share your information in the recording because I want our audience to be able to find you in case they have any interest in that opportunity for the 5k coaching. I know we have, I know in, in my community, we have tons of 5k runs as well. I think we've got, I don't know if it's the Santa run. For some reason, I'm thinking it's like the Rudolph run. Probably. Uh, Maybe there's a Santa run. I don't know, but we have several. And, and, and again, it's nice. I, I did decide that running is not for me. But, but, but I, I enjoy going on walks. And one of the things that I enjoy about doing something like that versus being, being in a gym and going through maybe more of a routine group exercise is you, it allows a little bit for the mind to kind of go through a process, right? Like I'll start out, you know, with the walk and, and maybe I'm just kind of downloading what's been going on with the day, what have you, but I can put on some earbuds and it's like, a meditation. I mean, sometimes I forget like, oh, did I already pass that marker when I was walking? Yeah. Like I, I'm already mm-hmm. in another zone. Yep. That's so, that's so amazing. So Sean, what would be one thing if, if you could, what's one thing you could tell the audience that they would need to let go of in order to really make that shift? From maybe just sitting in the, in the mundane of life or maybe even the, the mundane of a job and they, and they do want to go into business for themselves or maybe just that, that professional chain smoking couch potato. <laughs> What's that one thing they, that you could say they could let go of or, or do to, in order to really make that shift for themselves? I think one of the best things that I ever heard. Well, you know, because people say, well, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, but, 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 but. Get rid of the mm. but, for starter. Okay, just get rid of the but. Because if you're thinking, well, I would like to be a health coach. Okay, I'd like to be a health coach. But by the time I get done, going to be a year later and I'm going to be a year older and you know. Right. Right. So why don't you just take this year and go ahead and do it because in another year, you're still going to be a year older. But at this point, you could have the health coach or whatever it is you're planning on doing. And so, yeah, just get rid of the butt and just, just do it. Just do it. I love that. I You know, it's, I think somebody once said to me, change the but to an and, you know, so I'm going to be another year older and I could be finishing whatever. Whatever. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I think that's, that's so important is, is removing those, those buts, those excuses, those, oh, I only have so many so many hours in a day. I only have so much time. I don't have this space, whatever it is. We've all heard them. I think right. we all do them. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great advice. That's great advice. Get rid of the butts. Mm. Get rid of the butt. 
I love that. Okay. So Sean, how can listeners find you and connect with you? I, I want to make sure, especially since you will be launching the opportunity for some 5K training later this year, how can, how can our audience members connect with you? Well, they, I just had my website redone. And it's just Sean Tegmeyer. So that's easy enough. I do have a Facebook group. I have regular Facebook, which is just my name. And pretty sure I'm the only. Sh- well, no, I'm probably not. But <laughs> you'd be able to figure it out with Sean Tegmeyer. And then I do have right. the private Facebook, you know, the group Facebook. Uh, Fitness for the Fearless Over 50 is the name of the Facebook group. Oh, um, I like that. Yeah. So you could ask for an invite on that or you could just always email me too at myname.gmail.com. Okay. Well, I'm going to make sure and put the link to your website in the show notes so that others can find you. I just remember the one thing we didn't talk too much of. And I was reminded when you said the name of your Facebook group, you are a published author. I am. You are. What's the name of your book? Running with Walt. This is, and so now this was the, one of the instructors, the doctor at. This was the, the soccer dad. That, the soccer, oh, the soccer dad. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He is mm-hmm. the one that planted the little seed and my friend Walt and he planted the running seed in my brain. And that's, I feel like everything kind of took off from there. And. Mm. <clears throat> So when I became a little bit more, I don't want to say known in the community, but when people were like, when I was running and, you know, starting to coach the running groups, people are like, wait, what? What do you mean you, what do you mean you haven't been doing this your whole life? You know, what do you mean you are a smoker and overweight? And I just said, well, yeah, I was. And they'd say, oh my gosh, you have to write a book about Do You have to write a book about this. So it was kind of a joke initially. Oh. And I said, Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. I, and, and I'm going to write a book and it's going to be called Running with Walt. <laughs> and here it is. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I don't know how long it took me to write, to tell you the truth. I, I had my manuscript in done in 2015, 2016. I had my manuscript done. I was ready to take and do a pull pitching thing. We had some kind of thing going on here. And I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, which is bone marrow cancer. Oh, my God. So I said, all right, well, I was busy then 2016, you know, doing stem cell transplants, this, that, and the other thing. And then in 2017, I was getting back to my new normal, trying to just figure out what was going on. And I kind of thought, oh, I should look at my manuscript again. And then in 2018, I fell out of remission and was back in all these treatments. Oh, my word. Stuff. And so in 2019, I thought, well, the way everything's going, I better get my button there <laughs> and get this book done. So I spent pretty much most of 2019 working with a consultant who was fantastic and, you know, a lady that, you know, editors and book designers and the whole bit and got it all squared away and published it in August of 19. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm working oh, on another one, which I'm really slow with right now. I do have to it. No, congratulations. That that's so are you, you're in remission now? Yes, I'm in remission. Multiple myeloma is not curable. So I'm mm. I'm I do treatment. I take pills and I I it's just something I'll do. Just for, yeah, for as long as this treat, as my oncologist says, well, we're just going to do this until they either come up with a cure for this mm-hmm. or this particular yeah. plan failed and we go to the next. Oh, but you know what? A, you have such a positive outlook and, and instead of but, but, and, and it helped get your book across the finish line. Yes. So that is quite an achievement. Congratulations. Running with Walt. Is it on? It's on Amazon. Can people, it's on Amazon. That's what, that was going to be my next question. Okay. I'm going to have to share a link to that as well. Okay. So that if viewers would, would like a, a link to look at the book, okay. I think that's, that's such an achievement. And I would, I super curious to read that story. Oh my gosh. So many pieces. It's hard for me to even think about wrapping this up. Okay. I'm sorry. So I do know, I know this was, I mean, and, and again, you know, even the other thought that I had talk about, you know, I think I said earlier, the power of Walt probably didn't know that him just constantly sharing about his running was, was going to make such an impact. You know, that just making those connections is, is so powerful. I think we take for granted the power behind our words, really, mm-hmm. to ourselves and others. Yeah. Okay. So our favorite part of the show, because the audience gets to play along, two truths and a lie. So your two truths and a lie, you were in the speech or the speaking. The speech team, you know. The speech team in high school, and you almost took state. You were in a canoe for 10 days in Canada and it rained the whole time. Oh, my God. Or you've ran 26 miles 40, over 40 times. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one might be true. Yeah. I'm going to say that one's true. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, then the next one is really tough because we've talked so much about how, you know, you do nothing without gusto and just becoming an absolute professional. So now I'm torn because I can totally see you being on the speech team and almost taking state because you're amazing at anything that you put your mind to. But I can also see you deciding, much like you signed up for a class only to find out you are getting a full certification. I could see you going like, yeah, I want to go on a canoe trip in Canada. It's going to be awesome. And then, okay, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to say the canoe trip is a truth. Yeah. So the live right. speech team. You're correct. Yeah. Oh, boy. The speech team in high school. Oh, my God. I almost failed speech class. (laughs) I hated getting up in front of people. You know, even like they were like, oh, the speech has to be two minutes. And I'd be like, and I'd be like, done. And the teacher would be like, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Man, I almost guessed wrong. But there was this little part of me that thought, oh, I can see you. You're just adventurous enough that I thought the canoe, the canoe is it. So 10 days. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we had... And where in Canada? Where was this? You know, I I can't remember exactly where it was. It was actually like when I was in high school. And it was a a group trip a bunch of us signed up for. And it rained the whole time. And I fell out of the canoe the first day. And I, I remember I had on like some kind of heavy shirt, a flannel shirt, my overall, and I got out of the canoe and I flipped right under it. So, ah, we all had been expecting like, you know, 80 degrees and it wasn't that way. <laughs> we ran out of food because our group was always hungry. Everything was freeze dried food and, you know, our tents were leaking. And- I look oh back gosh. now and it's hilarious. At the time, we didn't find it too hilarious. <laughs> I can't imagine that any teenager would find this hilarious. Okay, well, let's be real. Anybody at any time in their life, because I'm not right. sure I would find it very funny as an no. adult at all. Yeah. I mean, I've gone on float trips where we literally lay around on the river and drink beer all day. Oh, yeah. And there were parts of that that were not funny at <laughs> all because they're... So everybody thinks that you're just going to lay in this tube and the river is just going to push you so gently, so perfectly. Right. It's just all going to work out. Well, no, it's 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 water. It, it's natural. It's real. So like sometimes you got to paddle. Yeah. <laughs> the current, it could rain. It could rain. The current could be strong. You could fall out. Yeah. yeah. Last year, we had a group that had to be rescued because the current was so strong and the the raft tipped. I mean, so yeah, I, I can't imagine as a teenager, let alone an adult, like anything about this being funny. This is an amazing story. Wow. But you know, talk about some moments that, that created who you are. I mean, you're a survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I yeah. think we all are, right? Yeah. We all well, I mean, in more point. ways than one. Yeah. You are quite the survivor. I absolutely love your spirit, Sean. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I really do. I, I, I wouldn't have known all these pieces of your story because you, you do have just such a great spirit about you. So I'm so glad that you came on the show today. I'm, I'm so, so glad, glad you came on the show. Okay. So for those of you who, who played along with two truths and a lie, I would love to know what you thought the two truths and a lie were. So be sure to put in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. I would love to hear. And also, I will be sharing Sean's website as well as a link to her book, which I I am now going to have to add to my book list, Running with Walt. That is quite an achievement. And I, I'm super, super curious about reading that story. So I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Thank you, Sean. Thank you no, for thank your time. You. Oh, my gosh. This was so much fun. Yes. So yes. Fun. Okay. So... For all of our listeners, be sure to join the Facebook group, A Whole Lot of Shift, because Sean will be in there as well. And we may even have a little bit of a after pod coffee chat, if you will. So be sure to join the group and tune in for that. I would love to have Sean on for that if she would be willing to do absolutely to do a coffee chat. Yeah. Awesome. Be awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Sean. And until next time, everyone, keep making shift happen. Bye. Hey, shifters. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. 
If you heard something today that inspired you or resonated with you, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review to help others as well. Your review helps me give as much motivation and inspiration as I possibly can. And don't forget, you can catch all the outtakes, bonuses, special live stream interviews, and much more over at A Whole Lot of Shift Facebook group. Until next time, keep making shift happen.